Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Time to get a little bit scary on Movies First. Alex First, you've been to see Blair Witch. Yes, indeed. And remember, it was back in 1999, the Blair Witch Project was released. Now, they made that for very, very little money. And it was one of the most successful movies in the history of cinema. It was that good. Shaky camera, scary as can be, terrifying sounds. Well, that was now 17 years ago. It's hard to believe. So they have made kind of like a sequel with elements of the original and some new stuff thrown in. It's called Blair Witch, in Australia rated MA, 89 minutes. Massively shaky camera movements again terrifying sounds are the order of the day. And it's been 20 years since James's sister and her two friends vanished into the Black Hills Forest in Maryland while researching the legend of the Blair Witch. They left a trail of theories and suspicions in their wake. So you've got James and his friends Peter, Ashley and a film student Lisa. They venture into the same woods with cameras to try to uncover the mysteries surrounding the disappearance 20 years ago. And at first, the group's hopeful, especially when the pair of lo- there's a pair of locals. One's called Lane and the other's called Talia, and they offer to act as guides. So that sounds like a pretty reasonable idea. So the six of them go off together. But the first night doesn't go all that well, Chris. Unidentified sounds creep them out. An accident on the way in has troubling consequences. And it's soon clear that a menacing presence is within their midst in the woods. So it's not long before they come to realise the legend is all too real and more sinister than they could have imagined. It's directed by Adam Wingard, who did Your Next and The Guest, screenplay written by his longtime collaborator, Simon Barrett. Now, after the original Blair Witch came out, the next-to-no-budget movie that grossed mega-millions globally, Wingard was one of many high school kids that took a camcorder into the woods and made a spoof with his friends. (laughs) Long-time fan, first-time movie maker. Exactly. And bear in mind that this one, the original, The Blair Witch Project, had set the gold standard for what are termed found-footage movies. You know, you've uncovered footage from the past, VHS, whatever it may have been. And... According to Wingard, who is the director, the film had a total dedication toward authenticity. No one has so completely committed to that type of realism before or since. And that's him sort of, well, giving giving it even more credibility than it probably deserves, but there you go. He and his collaborator re-watched this movie, the original, The Blair Witch Project, oh, half a dozen times during pre-production. They were taken by how well it had held up. I hadn't seen it since 1999. Then... They attended the Sundance Film Festival in 2013 and talk turned to doing another Blair Witch. Now, to hold true to the mythology, the 
writer, or the collaborator in this case as well, Barrett, Simon Barrett, familiarised himself with every sliver of information that the first film contains, from old message boards and Facebook groups to graphic novels and young adult books. And he says the mythology was a huge enticement for him because the first film never really explained anything. And he and Wingard wanted to take the story further and explore how outsiders approached the haunting and how locals see the legend. Now, you don't have to view the original, I might say, to appreciate the follow-up because it is a standalone film and I suppose they talk about the backstory, so that's fine. It was shot over just over a month, 32 days in British Columbia in and around Vancouver. And the filmmakers strive to capture the authentic spirit, if you like, of the Blair Witch Project, including recreating the forest setting. And they use photos from the original Blair Witch set. Filmmakers also painstakingly recreated the house in the first film, literally brick for brick. Quite clever. Just as it was in the 90s, because of the intense camera movement and close-up cinematography, at times it's rather difficult to follow the narrative. That's not to downplay the impact, though, of Blair Witch. It does have shock value, primarily drawn from what I said originally, the intensity of the sound and the disorientation of the adventurers. Because, I don't know, have you ever been lost in the woods? Have you ever sort of gone and not really found your way back from, from a place? Because I have. I remember being, a million years ago, being on a scout camp and getting mm -hmm. not greatly separated, but separated from uh, the other three guys who, who I was uh, out walking with. And for 15 minutes or so, while I was a bit disoriented, I knew which direction roughly I was going in, but oh, I thought I knew. And being just a little bit unsure about where you were, yeah, quite quite disconcerting. Well, I was in North Korea, not in a forest, but I was doing some work there for the very first time. It wasn't in the heart of North Korea or the capital. Sorry, South Korea. Sorry, I should creep myself immediately. <laughs> I was yeah, going to say, yeah. this is news to me. I didn't realise you'd been to Pyongyang. How, no. is, how, how is dear leader Kim these days? <laughs> I, I actually stared across at North Korea from the closest point. I did that. Ah, but, so you were uh, in North South Korea. Yeah, I was in North South Korea. So anyway, I went there and... I was at this hotel. There were no signs in English. And, of course, the moment I landed, I wanted to go for a run. So I did. And I got thoroughly lost. Now, there was not one person that I could speak to who spoke English. There were no signs in English. And I had no idea where the hell I was. It was reasonably scary. And it was pure accident because I just kept walking and walking. I, I mean, I kept running and then I, then I realized I was lost and then... I just kept on turning corners and eventually, pure, purely by accident, I found my way back. But, yeah, I, I've also been – when I, I actually bought a picture from somebody who was a combination of straight sort of graphic art and he used bits and pieces. I'm a big cricket fan and I remember going to the back blocks of, of New South Wales somewhere and I was totally lost and it was pitch black. So, yeah, I reckon shock value in the woods when you're lost would be quite intense. And in this one, which is Blair Witch, screams and fears turn into more screams and fears from the main players and blood is spilt and drawn. Now, more than anything else, though, it's the power of suggestion, the unease created as a result that's the hallmark of this offering, just as it was in the original. You get the feeling early on that the six players, quote-unquote, are on a hiding to nowhere. And then you just watch them squirm. 
So if you're after something that's relentless, that wears away at you, Blair Witch may be your meal ticket. Perhaps, though, you'll make more sense of the story than I did because it is, you know, it's all over the shop. Suffice to say, the message is clear. If you go playing in the woods after dark, the big bad witch will get you. It's just a question of when and how. So if that interests you, Chris, go along and see Blair Witch. Uh, Blair Witch Project, the original one. If I'm remembering correctly, and we are, you know, it's a lot, this is a lot of movie reviews and a long time ago, wasn't part of the buzz about it that they, they tried to set it up as though it was a true story? Yeah. Uh, so it had that advantage before it became clear that it wasn't actually a true story. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how does this movie set up? It doesn't have that same same pretense, does it? Well, it doesn't. It, it has the pretense that one of the six has lost his sister 20 years ago and wants to find out what happened to the sister. And that's that's the pretense. Very right. simple. So no, it's it's a different it's a different kettle of fish in that regard because yeah, the original you're almost tempted to believe it it, it did actually happen and you know there, there's all this revelation. Uh, the, the the closest that I've actually got to that was a documentary called Wiener, where the camera was turned on to this guy who was a heavily involved in US politics, stood for the mayoral position in New York, and the camera followed his every move for the two years of the campaign. That was about as close, and that really was, that was reality. The the camera was just switched on. And, yeah, Blair Witch obviously was made up, and, oh, well, the original Blair Witch Project. Look, this is, some people have really panned this. I I think that's unfair. I reckon this is worth a six out of ten. Blair Witch. Okay, there we go. So six out of ten for Blair Witch, the sequel coming seventeen years after the original. Gee, there's a lot of that around at the moment, isn't there? Oh yeah. Well, whole new generations. Well, they they want new forms of movie making that are more sophisticated. That that's the the sort of legitimacy, I suppose, that the studios put to it. I'm not. I don't quite buy that, but hey, they're in it to make money. Let's be honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. Alex, we will talk about some more movies very soon, my friend. Good on you, Chris. Cheers now. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboo, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.